Down to Business on News Talk. Brought to you by FBD Travel Insurance for peace of mind when you travel. Visit fbd.ie today. Now, following a nationwide survey carried out on News Talks on the record programme that revealed the cost of putting children in childcare uh, continuing to rise across the country, we decided to look at the childcare business in this week's industry review. And I'm delighted to be joined by, in studio by Francis Byrne, the Director of Policy at Early Childhood Ireland. Uh, on the phone down there in Tralee is Clodagh Moynihan of Oakview Village Childcare. And also here in Dublin, Alice Walsh of the Harcourt Crash uh, joins me in studio. Ladies, you're all very welcome, and I do want to talk. I might start with you, Francis. You might just give us an overview, if you would, about the status of childcare, including the affordable childcare scheme and how all that works, if you wouldn't mind. Not at all, uh, Bobby. Good morning. I suppose the the it's a complex um, kind of a, a system in Ireland. Um, so you have about about seventy percent of the between four and four and a half thousand creches in Ireland are what's called private. Um, They are um, set up as companies, if you will. About 30% operate either independently as community creches or more often than not are creches operating in larger community organisations. Okay, so there's a diff- there are different models of there creches, what models. you're explaining. Okay. Yeah. So then within, uh, within both of those um, uh, bits of the sector, if you will, of the earlier sector, um, parents can have, um, for example, all day care. They can only just avail of what's called uh, around the place, the free uh, preschool year, which shorthand etchy. Um, it has a much longer title than that. Um, they can avail of um, full day care. As I said, they can avail, say they might their child might go to Montessori um, and if their child is between two years and eight months and starting school they may well be getting what's called Etchy Plus for that so they'll have their free preschool year but a half an hour or an hour either side of it and then of course there's also after school and that is a growing part um, of the sector. Okay. Some of them are in schools and some of them are in all day creches. Okay and thank you for explaining that so the three sort of quite complex in yeah. terms so, so different and creches we didn't even get to the other schemes <laughs> okay. like the affordable well, childcare we, we, one we that We try you and keep it yeah. reasonably simple but I sure. want to bring in Alice Walsh of, of the Harcourt Crash Alice and tell us a little bit about your business first of all and, 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 and how it operates. Well I'm a private provider okay. so therefore um, I have uh, approximately 50 children some are full time mostly they're full time and then there are part time children who dovetail with other children so we operate for 50 hours a week five days a week and um, we we are involved in some of these schemes, but effectively uh, all of our children are uh, the parents pay out of their taxable income. OK, and you've been in business 25, 25 years. 25 years, yes. Um, and can I then ask you about um, just some of the of your own views, Alice? Uh, you say that you know, that you're educators, not babysitters. Yes. What, what do you mean by that? Well, very much when I opened 25 years ago, I, all of my staff were girls who left school and decided they liked children, wanted to work with the children. And they were very passionate. They were fantastic. I don't have children, but if I did, these are the people I would have wanted to look after my children. We had great fun. We did arts and crafts. We looked after the kids really well. However, now, 25 years later and step by step, the ed- we are educators. So these girls go to college for a couple of years 
is. And uh, we, it's a very different approach. Uh, we have, uh, it's very regulated. We've got a curriculum. We've got a very prescriptive uh, structure in our day. Okay. Uh, so, and it's fantastic. We, we love this. We're, you know, we're very happy with all of these So changes. what you're saying essentially is that while the business has changed pretty radically from what you're saying over the last 25 that you, years that you've been in it, uh, it's become more professional, it's become more legislated, but that again has brought all this complexity that Francis mentioned and also increased costs. Exactly. Okay, let's yeah. just, we'll get into that a bit more in a second, but I want to bring in our third guest, who's Cloda Moynihan, and she's down there in the Oakview Village Childcare in Tralee. How are you, Cloda? Good morning, Bobby, morning all. Yeah, and nice to talk to you. And sorry we couldn't have you in studio because of the papal visit and all that. No. We, but so we'll we'll talk to you on the fro- on the phone, Clona. Tell us tell us a little bit about your business in in the Oakview Village. We're in operation about ten years. We've just over 180 children in our service in Tralee, and we also have a service in Tala, just under 50 children. So we're private service as well. Okay. And and uh, would you concur then with what Alice is saying about the sort of changes in the business over the years? Definitely. There's been huge changes the last number of years. Um, <clears throat> tell me then about the this affordable scheme, the, the affordable child care scheme. There was a proposal, I think, by Dublin Chamber of Commerce that, that it would double from €80 Euros per month, as I understand it is at the moment, to 160 I, I, Is there a danger that... The crash operators would, uh, for want of a better word, trouser that money if it was increased? I, I think there's an offer at the moment with funding that it seems to be bitty and it's all over the place and it needs to be tied together so that it's universal and it's available to all and that the same funding is available to everybody. Because the state have brought in a number of initiatives the last few years, but there's a, there are a number of exclusions, okay. which I think make it very unfair. Francis, could you help me on that? I, 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 how, uh, this scheme, um, is there a danger that if, you, if the scheme as it currently works at €80 Euros per month, and if it was increased, that that wouldn't find its way uh, to, 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 the, to the parent who's paying these bills? It, it would very much depend on the situation, and, and uh, Clodagh is completely correct. It's um, the complexities of having to deal with it. So... I mean, Early Childhood Ireland would say that the overall policy direction the government is moving in is very welcome. So what they're trying to do is called um, so that the policy boffins who are listening to you this morning will understand this, which is progressive, <laughs> progressive universe, universalism. What does that mean? It means that everybody gets something and those who are on low incomes um, get a bit more. So the way the scheme has been introduced in the last couple of years has put a huge burden on providers because in, uh, the original intention was that the scheme would be in all bells and whistles in the background. A parent would turn on their phone, uh, sit beside their computer, put in their details and basically get told what they're, what they're entitled to. And unfortunately, the IT wasn't ready and we understand won't be happening until next year. So meanwhile, providers, you know, as Claude is describing, have to sit down, do calculations, have had to ask parents all kinds of intrusive questions about their circumstances in order to make sure that they're getting what they're 
they're entitled to on the scheme. Um, parents with childminders, um, a lot of them can't avail of it because most childminders aren't, even though they, they are allowed to, most childminders aren't registered in the way that Clodagh <coughs> and Alice are. Um, so at this moment in time, there's no doubt um, that Clodagh is correct that there are parents falling uh, through the cracks. Okay. However, in time, there will be. But just to sort of, I'm not dodging the question about the trousering and I know you, you sort of put inverted commas around it. One of the big problems we have, and, and we said this last week um, when we were reacting to the News Talk um, nationwide survey, the big problem we have in Ireland is um, historical underinvestment. So what the government is trying to do is move towards that Scandinavian model and increase investment. And I think there will be some continuing short term pain for parents while we get there. Ultimately, the whole system will become more affordable. But the underinvestment has had the impact that providers, parents and staff all carry the can in different ways. I'm sure Alice (coughs) and Clodagh can talk about the juggling they have to do to try and meet regulations, provide the high levels of quality they both want to provide to children and families attract decent staff and more importantly keep them Okay, you know and all of that so yeah so for the moment I think there and I I know parents will want to be throwing things and shouting at the radio when I say this but that is the sad reality and and I think it's recognised by government and I think the minister recognises it and Early Childhood Ireland certainly does I mean it would be uh, of note that you know we we commissioned independent research two years ago and within the private only sector about 52% of providers are barely breaking even. Okay. So the trousering, even though I know you were you weren't you, you were using it, you know, um, in inverted commas, is kind of a myth. There are a lot of providers where backs are to the wall. Okay. And no, it's important and I, to say and that. I don't and I, I don't know, I, I don't know. dispute that. But can maybe I have a couple of texts here that we might deal with, Alice, just just as they're coming in. Uh, can you ask your panel? Did the RTE investigation five years ago affect business? Did it affect business? It affected business in the sense that, <clears throat> no, it didn't affect business, but it certainly affected the way everybody thought about us okay. as a business. Absolutely. Uh, it, did, it did bring in, it's important to say, the impact of the breach of trust that your your uh, listener is referring to, Bobby, did bring in um, ba- the, a system of a regulation of basic qualifications, which is very welcome. Um, but but come, that, they come at a cost. Absolutely. And then the ratios. And, and of course, providers who are leading the way in terms of quality will say, of course we need ratios but that has big implications then for our members um, in terms of if somebody is out sick um, and so on and so forth um, that you know you're trying to keep the ratio legally all the time and I suppose even though 70% of the sector are businesses you know per se they have much more stringent regulations than any other business in Ireland because of course children and babies and children are coming in the door every day so Um. Alice, could I, could I suggest to you that um, you're dealing with, you know, somebody's pride and joy. When you're dealing with somebody's child, uh, it's going to be, it's going to be, they're going to be more, have a, 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 a more of a vested interest in that than anything else. So if you are seen or don't treat little Johnny or Mary, uh, and again, I'm sure you deal with all types of parents with all sorts of expectations for what they like. That that can be challenging, I'm sure. It's very challenging. Yeah. But I have to say, and I don't want this to come across uh, in the wrong way, but we were having a discussion earlier, you know, it's a professional service, absolutely, and parents have huge expectations. But, you know, my one luxury is to get my hair blow dried. I pay a fraction of a price for that hour's service. 
to get my hair blow dried that any parent does to have their child looked after. Yeah. And, you know, we uh, exactly, as Francis says, want to have the high expectations. We want to provide a really good service, but that comes at a cost. And the big point is the government are injecting money. They're giving some of this funding is going directly to the parents, albeit that we administer it and we do all the work for it. But there's no injection into the industry. And our biggest cost, if you just think of the economics, two big costs are premises and our staff. Yeah. But to keep staff, these girls, boys go to college for a couple of years and they study. If you go for an extra maybe one year, you can be, become a primary school teacher. You can work for a much shorter week and you have longer holidays. We look after care and education of children. We're not just, we have all the, you know, the hygiene, we have all the, the, the nurturing of the children, we have all the health and safety that the schools don't uh, have. So. And would I be right in, would I be right in saying, Clodagh, then that is it often the case that somebody with two or three years uh, qualific- working to get a qualification that they would start on minimum wage? Is that just the it reality of the, the of the business? It would depend on the service. It's not the case in our service, but it would depend. But can I just add there to what Alice has said, the cost for private providers. I think another one that's been in the news a lot over the summer is the commercial rates. Mm. We yeah. are the only this is member of the sector that are being levied with commercial rates. We are educational facilities. Well, I personally think that the rates model as we have it and it applies to retail as well is completely broken in that how they're charged, how they're collected makes no sense. You're uh, you're absolutely right. Given the changing dynamic of how people live their lives, uh, collecting rates as we collect them or traditionally is, is... it's, 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 it's a dated uh, pastime. Mm. We, we In Early Childhood Ireland, just to say, we, we have done some uh, work on this and we, we will be looking to appear before a joint Oireachtas committee in the autumn about this very issue. And you're absolutely right. It's haphazard at best. It's not fit for purpose. And, you know, the, the, the point that Clodagh is making is you can have two services, one community, one private next door to each other. Their circumstances could be almost identical. The only difference might be that one of the services provided the Etchy Plus and they will get hit by rates and the other service won't. Okay. It's it's very, very unfair. Now, just to say the minister has already, minister's opponent has already been out questioning it and saying she'd like to see it go because when the affordable childcare scheme comes in in full, every creche in the country will be getting some kind of public investment and providing some kind of care on a public basis. So, it, okay. you know, it doesn't make sense for rates to continue. Just before I we'll leave rates there, because they're, 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 they're another complex. Can I just talk to you, Francis, about, about the uh, News Talk survey? And just to remind listeners, this was 130 creches. It was benchmarked against a survey that had been done five years ago. But just one of the things, just let's just look. Uh, childcare in Dublin... Uh, is 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 a thousand odd euros, a thousand and forty seven in uh, in Longford, it's six hundred and fifty euros. Mm-hmm. Uh, these are the average costs. Is there is there that disparity between operating costs between Longford and uh, Dublin. Clearly there is, is there? There, there is. And, and in fact, um, when, when we were in last week speaking to um, Kieran on the record, one of the points he made was that even within counties, so Galway City was much dearer than Galway County. Um, so it, do, it does make sense. And I think what's interesting is that Pubble does a sector profile every year. And while there are some marked differences between the News Talk survey and Pubble at county level, I think there's only a two euro difference uh, at the national average. Okay. So, it's, you know, it, it's around the 
150, 160. But that's but exactly. That's very simple economics. Mm. Yeah, but but again, if 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 I'm on, if I'm working in Longford or I'm working in Dublin, I'm not being paid almost double the amount. No, you're not. Oh. But, but to rent a premises, buy a premises yeah, in oh, Dublin, no, I, that's, I, that's I, where it's coming from. Yeah. Well, parents will describe it as <clears> feeling like a second mortgage or a second month's rent, and that's what I was that's what I was trying to allude to earlier. Absolutely, I mean, early childhood Ireland and all of our members recognise that, and members really struggle to try and not. And during the recession, made all kinds of things that um, arrangements, the ones that Alice was referring to, you know, trying to dovetail and accommodate shorter hours and, you know, help families, etc. But that is one <coughs> of the reasons why, even if the budget goes as we hope it does this year, um, and commer- the, the the abandonment of commercial rates is one of early childhood Ireland's asks in this year in this year's budget, there will still be a couple of years of parents still in some parts of the country feeling the pinch because of the underinvestment and because location, location, location does impact. Alice, can I ask you about, you mentioned employees there again to attract people and this is this is something that, that uh, as, as an operator you'll like, what can you do as as business owners to attract more people to work in the sector. You talk about, you know, them having to start a minimum wage. You talk about a high turnover of staff, which is disruptive. It's costly. How can you make it the, the sector more attractive to people to want to work Most in people who go into childcare go in for the love of children. But as we were discussing earlier, you'll go into it for a couple of years and then you realise you have to pay your mortgage, you have to pay your bills. These people have to live in Dublin. They work in Dublin, they've got to live in Dublin. And that's why I say, you know, the trousering of the money or whatever. We in the sector would be really happy to pay our staff more, much more. But it only comes out of, it's, it's a very simple <coughs> money in, well, money out. One texter here says, as crash owners, what are your profit margins? You must make money or Otherwise, you wouldn't run crashes like that. That applies to any business. But the margins are being every year, the margins are being eroded. I mean, when I started off 25 years ago, it was a much more profitable business than it is now. That's the bottom line. And it's all due to the big difference in price is the staff. That's what it is. But, you know, we've other training costs that we didn't have now. Mm. We've other health and safety costs. We've, you know, to a comply with the regulations which we really welcome and we all comply you know most crashes do a really really good job but they come at a cost Sure I'm, I'm, not, I'm not arguing that yeah. Clodagh let's bring you back in on this point I think the administration costs of the last three years with the changes in the different supports being offered by the government there's been huge huge increase in admin Yes, right. there's no support for that. You're so right. I spent two days this week doing administrative work to get, you know, for most parents, four euro a day. I spent two days yeah. in an office doing that work, but I had to replace myself for two days to do that. Yeah. So, you know, the parents don't see this. They do, They see the food that they get. They see, you know, what happens during the day, but nobody sees what goes on behind. That's true. Where Where do we go from here, Francis? We need greater investment. We need, um, and I think we're, I really hope we're moving in that direction. I think the government is committed to doing so. Um, I think the minister is giving good leadership on that. We need to move towards people will roll their eyes, but it's a fact the Scandinavian model where everybody gets something um, where low income families get more it's a model that can react then if people are put on shorter hours or somebody's out in maternity leave and their uh, their, their figures are, are reduced but the important thing is to say is that or their hours are reduced rather the important thing to say though that in that model and this is really important the most important thing about that model is that regardless of where you are in the country um, say it's Sweden regardless of your parents um, ability to pay you are getting the same quality 
quality service as a, as a baby um, or as a child and families can have that reassurance and I think that's really important and that's what providers like Loda and Alice are striving to do at the moment and they just <coughs> need to have greater investment put in place and I just want to you know say that what what um, Alice has said is we hear this from providers all the time I want to pay my, my staff more money there's no question okay. um, of not wanting to we just government needs to come in behind providers and, and support them to do that I want to end on two positive texts um, the first one is that uh, says uh, crashes get a hard time our daughter who is three is in one three days a week and she runs in the door every morning staff treat her like family that's amazing and that's from Joan and another texter says the biggest problem we have in Ireland is that everybody wants something for nothing <laughs> I go along with that so I'd like to thank my three guests Francis Byrne Director of Policy at Early Childhood Ireland Clodagh Moynihan of Oakview Village Childcare in Tralee and Alice Walsh from the Harcourt Crash here in Dublin thank you all very much thank up next much. our tech guru Andy O'Donoghue will be in thank you.